Okay, well, we'll get started and pray and dive into this lesson. Lord, we thank you for the book of Romans again. We thank you for many things that you teach us in it and how we can understand you better. Lord, we just be encouraged by your word this morning in your name. Amen. Amen. Probably won't be terribly encouraged, I guess, in this section, but it gives us good information on understanding sin, the nature of sin, and um, we have more come in. Here's the front page. Nope, you're good. You're good. So this morning, we could just um, very easily say that the passage that we're reading is clear on the subject matter and then move on. But I think in the world we live in today, it's very relevant. And I think it we can um, learn today on how to uh, deal with homosexuality in our culture, uh, biblically, and give us some some good information on that. And then just how, and then on the end of the chapter, it tells, it talks about just how sinful humanity is as a whole. So, um, I'm, I'm in that category. Oh, we all are in that category. <laughs> Nobody escapes it. But for the grace of God, right? Amen. So, um, it's verses 26 through 32 this morning. Um, and it's staying with the same theme as we had last week, which is talking about the wrath of God and how people willingly... Uh, of their own will um, are against God and knowingly against God. And it stays with that same pattern. So, um, verse 26, it says, For this reason, now on your, on your sheet, um, it gives the reason we find in verse 25 okay so in verse 25 it says for they exchange the truth of God for a lie and worshiped the creation instead of the creator okay and so for that reason for exchanging the truth of God for a lie for that reason God gave them over uh, to degrading to their two degrading passions okay so <clears throat> if we want to know why it is right there it says they exchange the truth for lie okay and worship the say the the creator creation instead of the creator now he gave them over to the uh, their passions it talks first here in, in chapter in verse 26 it says for their women exchange the natural functions for that which is unnatural what's interesting about Paul um, using women uh, first in this analogy or talking about it first is oftentimes in culture and really um, in history, the women are the last that we see that fall into the the uh, depths of a sexual type sin. They're not the ones that we see first gravitating towards that. It's usually men are mentioned there. And in homosexuality throughout the Bible primarily talks about uh, men. Now, it doesn't mean that it's not referring to both. But it's interesting here. Paul is emphasizing the point that humanity is at its, it's just, it's just bad. There's no other way around it. And he mentions here first, uh, and this is just through the studies that I've uh, been in, that it, it made an emphasis on, uh, it was 
curious or interesting that Paul mentioned women first here. That they exchanged the natural functions for that which is unnatural. Now, obviously, we all know what homosexuality is, and so we don't need to go into depth what that uh, is meaning. Okay? And then in verse 27, it, it talks about it more, and that's where we're going to spend uh, a few minutes of our time is really on that verse 27. And they, and in the same way, also the men abandoned the natural functions of the woman and burned in their desire towards one another, men with men committing uh, in un. Uh, in, uh, indecent acts and receiving in their uh, in their own persons the due penalty of their heir. Okay, the due penalty of their heir. And so, this is a very clear passage on what uh, Paul is talking about. It is very clear here that he's referring to homosexuality uh, and any form of um, sexuality that is not of a God-created nature, okay? So that is not created or designed by God. It, it spells that clearly there in the beginning part of verse 27, uh, um, saying men abandoned the natural functions of a woman and burned in their desires towards one another, okay? And <clears throat> we can see in Scripture... Homosexuality is a sin and condemned is your blank there in Scripture. It is condemned in Scripture. So we got a few Scriptures we can read on this. Leviticus 18.22. Someone grab Leviticus 18.22. Okay. 1 Corinthians 6, 9-11. Yeah, you get that, Roy. And then First Timothy one nine and ten. First Timothy one nine and ten. Okay, so Dean, go ahead and read Leviticus eighteen twenty two. You shall not lie with a male as one lies with a female. It is an abomination. Okay, that's um. There's no really confusion there, right? The very clear, <laughs> very clear statement. You should not lie, a male should not lie with a, another male as you would with a female, okay? Not much confusion there. So, um, 1 Corinthians 6, 9 through 11. 6, 9. I can do that. Roy's got that one. If you want to do oh, Timothy. Fine, if you're ready. No, I have a Bible that reads different than y'all. 6. Nine, six, nine, six, nine, yeah, nine through eleven. Uh, or do you not know that the unrighteousness will not inherit the kingdom of God? That the unrighteous will not inherit the kingdom of God. Do not be deceived, neither fornicators nor adulterers, or idolaters, not adulterers, nor Effinate? What does that mean? Effinate? That's alright. Just keep reading. <laughs> I don't have it in front of me. Oh, so. what, what is that mean? Uh, what verse are you in? First Corinthians six. Or do you not know that the unrighteous will not inherit the kingdom of God? Do you not do not be deceived, neither fornicators, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor Yeah. Anyway. Yep, that that whatever. The one that we want to get to is the last word there. <laughs> nor homosexuals. Nor thieves. Nor covetous, nor drunkards, nor revelers, nor swindlers will inherit the kingdom of God. Okay, so in this long list of 
people that won't inherit the kingdom of God. And when it says they won't inherit the kingdom of God, it's because they have rejected God. Uh, and this is the lifestyle that they have lived, that they're living in, in rejection and defile against God, uh, defiance against God. And so, again, in the list of things that, uh, a list of sins that keep us from heaven or spending eternity with God, homosexuality is listed there. And then 1 Timothy 1 9. Someone have that one? Effeminate, like a soft male. Effeminate. Oh, okay. That's what we're trying to say. You have that one? Okay, 1 Timothy 1 9 and 10. Who has I put the wrong verse in there. That doesn't talk about. You're in the second one? Okay, yeah, try try the first one. First Timothy. So again, another long list of sins that are, uh, as all of us would recognize, are uh, bad. Uh, in within that list, homosexuality again is listed. And so, uh, if you get in a, how many of you have ever been in a, not just in a conversation because we've all been in conversations, but in a spiritual conversation with a uh, homosexual person? Okay, and so. If, and I think in our world that we live in today, that is going to, um, it's going to happen. There's good chances if you're looking for that opportunity that that's going to happen. And a lot of the arguments is the Bible doesn't teach anything about that. Well, these verses will help, uh, help, under, help them understand it does teach that. Um, the, the thing to re- always remember <clears throat> when we're looking at these certain type of sins that we might think in ourselves is to, uh, gross or we, you know, that is beyond what we could even fathom uh, doing ourselves. Uh, homosexuality is a sin, just like the sin of a lie, just like the sin of a wrong thought. There's no difference between homosexuality and lusting after another, uh, as a man lusting after another woman. The, the sin is the same as far as in God's eyes. The, what I want us to realize this morning is that God does view it as a sin and as wrong. It is not human nature for men to be with men and women to be with women. Joe? I couldn't believe that there's now a commercial on TV of homosexual men mm-hmm. kissing one another, um, men dressed as women kissing other men. It's like it's normal. Yeah, that's, that's the push. Um, I had the, I don't know if I would say privilege, but in my study, I studied a lot on homosexuality over the last few days. And um, it's amazing in the articles written by those that are for it, um, it within the article, they talk about all of the things that are harmful in it, <laughs> but they blame it on society not being... 
understanding of this is their natural bend. And then as we get going here, um, you'll see how just utterly damaging the lifestyle is uh, to a person, okay? First uh, Timothy 1, 9 and 10. First Timothy 1, 9 and 10. I guess I just don't understand how so much of the church thinks it's okay, or churches out there think it's okay. Well, again, the, the, the thing is, is as we go through this, we understand that, uh, especially when we get down into the other deals and you see the long list, I think you have that long list. One of the ones that we're going to talk about here in a minute is inventors of evil, number 16 on your second page. The, the humanity desires to fight against God and God's written law. That's why, I mean, and I don't want to get into it, but the same thing is, you know, women preaching is clearly spelled out in Scripture that that is not uh, something that a Scripture uh, wants or desires or allows, uh, but they go around Scripture and say, well, that's part is old and not relevant for the, the day in which we live. Scripture is relevant today as it will be relevant a thousand years from now. It's, it's always going to be relevant because God wrote it as a relevant book for humanity and each culture it's in. Some of the things in here are obviously talking of a cultural deal, but when it talks about sins and things that we should and should not do, that will never change no matter what culture we live in. Yeah. How can they teach the Bible when they're doing that? Well, again, it's they're deceived in their own mind. They exchange the truth for a lie. Okay? They try to be popular. They try to fit into common culture. They try to do everything they can so that they can have an auditorium. Most people, and I'll just be frank with you, most people that want to sit and study and prepare don't want to teach a class of five people, right? Five, six people. They don't want to spend all of this time to do that. And so they're going to, they're going to change and, and rearrange the way that they do things in Scripture so that they can be more pleasing. What I'm teaching today is not going to be very pleasing to the masses. And so we're not going to have a Sunday school class of 150 people in here. So do they pick and choose what they want mm -hmm. from the Bible? Yeah, oh, yes. They, yeah, they go through and they'll change Scripture to make it mean what they want. And they'll take passages like this. Uh, or they'll use translations that take homosexuality out altogether. And they won't translate it that way. Um, and it's a it's a canceling of what God says to make it fit there. It's the same thing as the media does today. They change the narrative to fit their deal. And it doesn't matter what happens around the culture. Uh, they they constantly are changing it to fit. And so now we we have churches that call themselves Bible believing churches that are uh, fully invested in the, the Black Lives Matter. And, well, no Christian should be invested in Black Lives Matter. We should be invested in all lives matter, right? Not just one sect of people. We don't look at skin color as believers. Well, I always said all lives matter. Mm -hmm. But then I saw a thing that said all lives matter only if black lives matter. <laughs> well, that's uh, kind of redundant, but uh, all lives and black lives are the same. So, but yeah, what we're dealing with is a world where people claim Christianity because uh, it can make them money, it can give them popularity, it can give them power, uh, but they're not truly, uh, they don't truly know the God of the Bible. And they, they use the Bible as a way to, to gain popularity, to gain 
uh, of following, and it's a very common thing to do is use scripture for that. And that's where that exchanging the truth for a lie, um, they know the truth of God's word, but they suppress it and they push it down and they take it and they push it to the side. And they, uh, as you as you hear. Um, myself and Tyler and Jeremy and Dean when we teach or when we preach um, we are constantly going to be teaching context 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 you cannot go into a passage and pull the context of what it's being said from what the passage is talking about and say this is what this means because if you do that you can make scripture say just about anything you want pick one verse and it says whatever that verse says and it sounds great but when you read it in the context it's you understand oh that doesn't mean what i thought it meant just if i read that singular verse some verses can be taken uh singular but for the most part everything has to be just like when you're writing a letter okay you're writing a letter You've got to take the whole letter in context. You can't just take words out. So how do we treat homosexuals? You treat them just like anyone else. You love them. You respect them as God's created person. Okay? They are created in God's image. So we respect them. We love them. We pray for them. And we understand it is a sin. We don't treat them any different than we would treat anyone else that is God's loved creation that's in sin. So uh, homosexual, we don't treat different than we would someone that's a habitual liar or a child molester or they're all sin. Now, as humans, we tend to say, stay away from these different ones. And, And that's understandable, but we don't. And it's, it's difficult, but we don't want to. Uh, it, it's a sin and it's a damaging sin that society has told them that's normal. And they uh, are being pushed at younger and younger and younger ages to where we're seeing children in other countries now at four and five years old having sex changes uh, because they woke up one morning and says, you know, I feel more like a girl today. And then they go and, uh, and they do that. And so the culture is pushing that in. It's, it's a sin. Uh, there's a lot of mental issues with homosexuality. A lot of children that have uh, that go that direction, and men and women have been abused in one way or another. And so it's, and there are some that go that way. But uh, a, a man, uh, I don't remember who it was. Um, I want to say it was Frank Turk, but. Anyways, a man that uh, teaches and does uh, apology quite often uh, made a statement and said, we all have desires and uh, lust in our hearts that we don't act on, right? We all have them. There's not a human alive that doesn't have. Now, I, you know, I have as a man, as a red-blooded man that likes women, have thoughts and ideas, and my wife's not here, and she was, I'd say the same thing, but of of another woman, right? A beautiful woman walks by, you have a thought there, but we don't act upon it, because it's wrong to act upon it. You cannot curb the thought, okay? We're, We're humans, we're sinful, that happens. But you can curb the act upon that, okay? Uh, and, and that can go on anything. Uh, you know, we, we have thoughts of if you, if you love alcohol uh, and you, you have thoughts of going into the liquor store, but you're a drunk, you don't act upon it. Don't go into the liquor store, okay? And the same thing can be applied to homosexuality. They have a thought that way that's unnatural or whatever. It doesn't matter. They're, they have a thought that way. That, that, is, it's, it is, that part of it is what it is. 
The sin is when we enact upon it. And so we all have things that we should never do. Um, you know, <laughs> uh, if you've been in our world long enough and dealt with people long enough, how many of you have had thoughts of severely hurting someone? Right? I'm really mad at that person, and I would love to hit him with a hammer right now. With a truck. Yeah, okay. But for the most part, we don't enact upon that. I, I was interesting, Roy. I just uh, I saw a video yesterday. Uh, two men came up to a car. And the car was stopped and they, they robbed the guy. He was at the stoplight or stop sign and they pulled his stuff out of his car and they run over to his motorcycle. And he's about here and the motorcycle's in that group of chairs over there. And you can see, you can't see the guy, but you just see him sitting there. And then the car gets floored and goes sideways and he just smashes that motorcycle into the wall. Okay, probably the stuff that he had in the back seat of his car was not deserving of smashing them against the wall with his car. We should not enact <laughs> on everything that we think or want to do. And the same can be applied. So um, that long answer is how we treat them is with love, respect, understanding that they are sinful and they're acting as a sinful person will act. This, all of these sins that we're going to be talking about today uh, are grouped together, okay? Um, they, let me see here. Your next point there, they will receive the due penalty is the blank there for their errors. You got all your blanks up. Do you have a pen? Or do you need one? Okay. Do you have all the blanks? The first one is truth. Second one is creator or creation rather than the creator or creature, sorry, creature rather than the creator, and then condemned and then penalty. Okay, so the latter part of verse 20, the verse 27 talks about they'll receive the due penalty uh, of their error. And so I just want to give you a few stats um, here. Um, this doctor says homosexual owl, homosexuals will lose 25 to 30 years off their lifespan. So an actual, active homosexual that's active in sexuality, uh, <clears throat> it's been studied over the however many years, and that they, they'll drop 25 to 30 years off their lifespan. Okay. <clears throat> because it's the and all of these stats that I'm giving you correlate with they will receive the penalty for their error. Okay. Now this doesn't mean that other people that sin um, doesn't shorten their life or I didn't do a study for all sins. Okay. <laughs> um, this is just what we have because the passage is talking specifically about homosexuality here. Um, it, it shortens their lifespan because it is such an uh, away from what God's actual design is. Okay? In national study, 40% of transgender adults reported having made a suicide attempt. Okay? 40%. 20 uh, with 92% uh, of the individuals reported um, having attempted suicide before the age of 25. Okay? Before the age of 25. Probably blame it on society, not accepting them more than this sinful nature. Well, yeah, the, it's a very oppressive, it's, there's, um, in homosexuality, and it's not different, it's not a huge difference between heterosexuals and where there's multiple partners, um, you know, because the, the, the list down here of all of the different diseases can be with, you know, men and women getting together with multiple different partners. But it is a higher level uh, when it, it comes to homosexuality. 
Okay? Homosexual person is five times more likely to commit suicide than a heterosexual. And there's, there's just so much in there because God did not create us in that bend. And so you're forcing something that is abnormal, which causes so much stress. Okay? Hey, what was the numbers again for the years taken off the last time? 25 to 30. And again, that, I mean, that's, that's hit this doctor's study. I did a lot of deals and I saw varying different numbers, but they were all in that same range. You have to do a tremendous amount of reading to find this stuff because it's, it's very hidden. They don't oh, yeah. want that information getting out. Yeah. Um, most of this information I actually got from pro-LGBT sites. So they're for them, but they're still giving you... Now what they're, what they're doing is they're saying that this is society's problem. Yeah. We know as believers this is a judgment of God. They're getting their penalty. Okay? The health risks associated with homosexuality. Now all of these can be um, attributed to those that are not homosexual, but why these are on here is they have a higher, there's a higher volume of them that, um, that we see, okay? HIVs, obesity is a very common thing, eating disorders, so you have both spectrums, you have obesity and you have anorexia, um, dealing with it, you have suicide is a you know a very high part. Uh, mental health issues, okay, um, and we're not talking about you know oh yeah you have to be mentally weird to to go that direction. We're talking about a serious medical condition of a mental illness, okay, AIDS and hepatitis B. Okay, so these this list of what I've given you here is. What, what we want to look at is when God says they have they're given the penalty of their error. This is the lifestyle that they've chosen and you just don't see, I was talking to my wife about it, you don't see you don't see a whole lot of homosexuals here in Utah but even in California where I was and so on, you don't see a tremendous amount of older 50s, 60s, 70s uh, years old that are homosexual because they don't live that long. You don't see that and you see these uh, these rainbow parade deals and you see the majority of the people that are in them are between you know 15, 16 to mid 30s, 40s. Yeah. And, and some of it has to do with that first stat, 25 to 30 years are cut off their life. Well, we should. I have a rainbow that spins, mm -hmm. that you put in your lawn. I can't put that on. No, and, and it's, it is sad. It is sad that, that humanity steals a beautiful sign from God and makes it into something that, but that, that's, humanity does that all the time. It takes the glory of God and what he's done and turned it, um, the, the truth into a lie. Yeah. And, and turns the meaning of something into something that, I mean, you, you guys that are a little bit older, you used, I'm, I'm sure that you've probably used the word gay to explain happy, right? Right? How, I mean, you, I, I've watched, my kids and I, we watch older movies, you know, ones in the, the 40s, 50s, and so on, and you'll hear it all the time. Oh, it was such a gay time. Well, that had no reference to the culture in which we live in today. I was talking about... I still don't see the correlation between gay and gay. Right. And so we, we take words and they twist it. And, but we do it on all fronts of life. It's not just in this subject. But 
Okay, so hopefully that gives us some information. I, I didn't come into this lesson thinking that anyone here was struggling with it, but I do want us to be able to have the ability to have an educated conversation with a person that has that bent in their life and be able to lovingly take them to Scripture and show them that it is sin based upon Scripture and that... There, there is help and, and there's you can go on uh, uh, the, the internet and find thousands of testimonials of homosexual people that have come to a loving church and their life was restored back to where they you know where God would would have them okay so we want to make sure that that is our desire now between 28 and 31 is just a long list of sins that God has given the, the people over to. Okay? God has given them over to, and this is on your, your next page, uh, depraved mind. Okay? The word depraved mind uh, means not passing the test. Okay, the word depraved there means not passing the test. It often refers to metal that is worthless and useless. Okay, so that's the idea that God has given them over because they're worthless and useless, and they all they desire is this 21 list, which probably could be uh, tremendously even longer. Uh, than what is here, okay? Think of, uh, think of this as when you're uh, purifying metal or whatever, and a piece of metal has so much junk in it that they ended up just throwing the metal away because they cannot draw out all of the impurities. That is the idea that's given in here when it says God has given them over to a depraved mind. Okay. <clears throat> now we can read, read through this list and um, maybe something that pops out to you in it. Which, which one of these kind of pop out to you? Um, unrighteousness, wicked, greed, evil, full of envy, murder, that's a that's a uh, something we're seeing at an alarming rate right now in our country, right? Murder. We're we're seeing innocent children riding bikes that are being murdered. We're seeing police officers that are being murdered. We're seeing gangs upon gangs murdering each other. We're seeing uh, riots, and we're seeing all kinds of violence. And this would fit into what. Uh, Paul is talking about here in the book of Romans. Slanders, okay? We see that all the time, right? If you watch the news, and it really doesn't matter what news station you, um, you watch, especially when we come into a presidential election, the word slander is high on everyone's, you know, they'll slander. You, you look, and I don't want to be too political. I'm just trying to, to make a point here. But you've got Kamala Harris talking about Joe Biden as a sexual predator and a racist. And now we're going to join forces. It, there's just, it, it's, it's weird. It's weird how we work this, but when we are full of sin and full of hatred, which is the next one, hatred of God, we are going to be, we're going to slander and then we're going to, we're, we'll flip and flop and it's just deceit. Okay. Um, boastful. Okay. Boastful is a huge deal because when we are boastful, we are what? Taking the glory from God, which is a it's a big deal. That's why it's there. Inventors of evil. We see that today, don't we? We just see people creating new ways to be mean, new ways to be ugly, new ways to be harmful. New. It's just 
It's a constant barrage uh, to us today of people inventing ways to just be sinful. Just because. There is no reason for it. It's just because. Disobedient to parents. Those of you who have kids, you can bring them to this list and say, see, you're in this list. <laughs> All right? Without understanding. Untrustworthy. Okay? Unloving. Unmerciful. And, and, and I, you know, I keep bringing it up because it's so much in front of us. But if you look at this list and you watch what's on your TV, what you're seeing on your TV is what is on this list. We're not, we're untrustworthy. People that are looting and stealing and, and vandalizing stores are not trustworthy people. They're not loving people. They're not, they're unmerciful people. They're without understanding. Most of them have probably disobeyed their parents the majority of their life and even now. They create and do numerous new evils that we as humans probably never thought we would do here in America. We look like we're living in a third world country. You watch their protest. It's boastful and proud and arrogant. They hate God. You can see that. They slander the other groups. They gossip about each other. It, it, it just never goes on. There's strife and there's more murder and there's envy and there's greed. You know, you don't, you don't, you don't rob another store because you... you know, the, the narrative is they're stealing tennis shoes because they need to put food on their family or they're stealing a a 65 inch flat screen tv because they don't have food on their table you know if they're eroding you know they would have somewhat of an argument if they're eluding and stealing from grocery stores and, and stealing food but they're not they're stealing 65 inch 70 inch flat screen tvs and, and car seats and um, all of that so it, there's no it's just, it's wicked it's greed it's uh, taking advantage of people um, but because they ignore God and they ignore him yeah. this is this is to be expected as Christians, we should not live in a way that says when we see this on TV that we're shocked or surprised. This is to what is to be expected because they are given over to their own devices and they are going to live. Basically, they turn into animals and whoever is the fittest is going to win. And I'm bigger and stronger than you. So I'm going to, you know, I don't believe that anyone has, should have guns. And I'm going to use my gun to make sure that you can't have yours. Take yours. That, that makes perfect sense. Okay. So when we look at this, we need to be understanding when we see it, it should not surprise us. We need to look at it and say what part of these maybe do we need to see in our own lives are we are we taking part in any of these on occasion and confess that and uh, understand that these are wicked because on some of these levels we we do these right we're gossips we slander one another from time to time. We're all greedy. Okay, we all have wicked thoughts, and we can all be unloving and unmerciful. Arrogant. Okay, so boastful. Well, those those things can be attributed to us. Where the difference is, um, is that we have a spirit with inside of us that says, "Hey, that's wrong," and 
we run and repent. And when we hear that these are lists that God says that are um, unknown among the wicked, we try to to run from that. And it, you know, we're we're all going to fall into these at some point. Where the difference is is when this is what characterizes you, then you're known as a hater of God. That this list is what characterizes you as a person. You're known as what we would call a hater of God. Okay? And then in verse 32, um, the, your, word, your, your um, two lines there, your two words, are not, um, not ignorance, but blatant rebellion. Okay? It's blatant rebellion. Proverbs, <coughs> Proverbs chapter 2 and verse 14. Someone want to grab that? Proverbs 2, 14. Uh, Joseph. Uh, Proverbs 10, 23. 10, 23. Jess. And then Psalms 50, 16 and 20. 16 through 20. Psalms 50, 16 through 20. You got that one, Roy? Uh, one. Okay. 16 through 20. Yep. 50, 16 through 20. Okay, go ahead, Joseph. Who delight in doing evil and rejoice in the perversity of evil. Okay. So, the this list and what verse 32 is talking about is the same thing Proverbs there is. That they delight into doing evil and uh, this is what is their character. Okay, Proverbs ten twenty three. Doing wickedness is like sport to a fool, and so is wisdom to a man of understanding. Okay. Let's read that one more time. Just the top half. Uh, doing wickedness is like sport to a fool. Okay. So they treat it like a game, like this is fun. Doing wickedness. Okay. Doing wickedness is treated like a backyard baseball game. <laughs> Psalms 50, 16. 50, I don't hear very good. 5-0. Write it down. 16-20. <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. But to the wicked, God says, what right have you to tell of my statutes? and to take my covenant in your mouth. For you hate discipline, and you cast my words behind you. When you see a thief, you are pleased with him. And when you associate with adulterers, you let your mouth lose the evil, and your tongue flames deceit. You sit and speak against your brother. You slander your own mother's son. Okay. So a lot of those words fit right within here, right? And that was written thousands of years with David um, before Paul. So Scripture is intertwined together. They, they make us understand that the Old Testament, the New Testament, it doesn't matter. Sin is sin. And um, when we walk away from God, um, it's evident in our lives. And it cannot be hidden. Scripture? What scripture is that? Psalms 50? No, 50. Psalms 50, 16 through 20. Okay. And although in verse 32, and although they knew the ordinances of God, that the that those who uh, practice such things, this list that we just read, are worthy of death. They not only do the same, but also give hearty approval. This is what uh, Roy just read. They give hearty approval to those who. Uh, do them okay so when we see our riots and on there there's people they're giving hearty approval to destroying people's lives 
wickedness. What is, what is Paul trying to get us to understand in this is understand the state in which we are living in as a sinful creation. But he does not leave it there, right? What a, what a glorious thing. If, if Paul were to leave the Romans with Romans chapter number one, they would be scratching their heads slightly. Okay, there's the gospel, there's great stuff, but man, there's all kinds of wickedness. What, what, man. But Paul endeavors through the book of Romans to lay out the mercies of God, the grace of God, and his attributes to who? To this group of fallen, wicked, vile people. Okay? And that's who he's come to save. And we will unfold that uh, as we uh, unfold our through the book of Romans. I've got our schedule done. We're going to, if nothing happens, uh, as far as health-wise or anything else, we should be through Romans chapter 8, 9 through 17 by the end of the year. Okay? We're going to try to make it all the way to Romans 8, 9 through 17. Uh, by the end of the year. That's our <clears throat> goal. We'll see how well we do with that. <laughs> okay, what's that? Just, just in Romans 8. No, we're going to make it from Romans 1, or actually 2, starting next week, to chapter 8 uh, by December 27. But we'll see. Okay? Any uh, any thoughts or questions? The dean is going to be teaching uh, next week, chapter two, one through sixteen. Okay, so read it. Come with a ton of questions for him. <laughs> All right. So we'll, we'll pray and then we'll fellowship for a little bit. Lord, we thank you so much again for your word. We thank you for writing what we can understand uh, so that we cannot, we don't want to judge this group of people, Lord. We want to love them and preach the gospel to them in love and share your truth to them. Lord, and I pray that that would be our desire as we learn from your word today. In your name, amen.